0: This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall.
1: Welcome in, folks, to The Michael Wall Show. It is a brand new week. Not sure if you're joining us via radio, you're driving in your car, hanging out, maybe you're sitting on the beach, getting a little bit of sun, you know, early morning, watching the ocean, uh, or maybe you're just somewhere, wherever you are in the world, listening on your phone. There's over 104 folks subscribed, 104 countries, I should say, subscribed, uh, in the world. It's amazing, uh, the penetration that we've seen. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for dialing in each and every week to the show as we continue to see growth. And uh, just looking for ways to continue to help people live with purpose so they can live on purpose. If you're listening via radio and you're saying, wow, I didn't really even realize there was this many people dialing in from all over the world on podcast." Didn't know that was available. Well, what I'm going to encourage you to do is just go ahead and go to michaelwalshow.com. Again, michaelwalshow.com and you can subscribe to the show. Facebook, you know, it's kind of a new word today. There's only about 2 billion people in the world that are on Facebook. So if you've heard of that term before or if you are on Facebook, I'm going to challenge you. Go ahead and go to Facebook and search Michael Wall Show. Like the page and share some comments and give us some insight of what you'd love to hear on the show. Now, today's show, I'm really, really excited because just to kind of set it up, we have a variety of different things. We've got a special guest coming later. It's going to be a little surprise. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but kind of a big deal, big guest, big star you've heard of before, but I'm going to let that for later. And and we have another star that's kind of a big star that's joining me as well later on in the show. His name is Nathan Lehman. He's my brother-in-law, to be full disclosure, and we have a consulting coaching company sales training, succession planning. We do a lot of different things for companies typically that are 50 million and under. We're going to talk the next two segments on succession planning for companies as well as sales training and how do you maximize that for your team. So going to be a great, great show today, but as always, I want to start out with a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of motivation. And I know you're probably initially saying, wait a minute, was there a glitch there or was that a pause? That was a pause, intentional. And I'm saying that because I think sometimes we've got to step back in life and we've got to pause our life. We've got to press the pause button. You know, I was, I was sitting uh, with one of our kids just the other day and he was watching something on TV and he had a remote and he was trying to pause the show and didn't know exactly how to do it. And I said, buddy, all you got to do is just press the button. It's real simple. He was trying to press the little pointer thing and find it on the screen, whatever. And I said, just press the pause button. Sometimes when we know what to do and we know how to do it, Things happen a little more seamlessly and easier in life and I want to talk to you real quick about you And I in life And here's a question that I have for you You live in each and every day, but who are you living for? Why are you living the way you're living? And my question is this How would you live your life if you did not care what others thought about you? Now I did not say that you don't care about others And I did not say that you're just going to walk around and, and not take care of yourself and everything else, but you honestly didn't care of the negative input or feedback that came from other people. And I think this is so crucial because the influence of others can drastically change the output of you. Let me say that again. The influence from others can drastically change the output of you and of me. And I think so often in life, we stew or think about or contemplate or, or just kind of really mentally park on the thoughts and ideas that others have fed to us over the years. Oh, I don't think you'll be that successful. Oh, that's, you know, it's really kind of a neat idea. I know, I know you got that dream, but, you know, I mean, is that really realistic? Jeez, I, I mean, you know, you're, you're kind of from a family that we, we just don't do those kinds of things. I mean, this is, this is kind of who we are. This is how we are. I mean, look at the generations behind us. But I'm here to tell you, you are not the generations behind you. You are you. You have been created for a purpose. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You hear me say that verse repeated, but it's so important because I believe it's so empowering. And you need to know that there is a plan for your life. And so when we start living in a way where I love, as as Pastor Todd from Christ Fellowship says, we start living in a way where you stay in your lane. You focus on your gifts. You continue to be committed to defining and refining and, and improving your gifts and your abilities. What are your strengths? You know, the world often tells us uh, that, you know, okay, well, you're strong here, you're strong there, but you're weak here, you're weak there. You need to, you need to work on your weaknesses. And I heard from John Maxwell a long time ago, listen, <laughs> life is too short to worry about your weaknesses because there's already someone else that's strong in that area and you're not going to become stronger than them in your weak area anyways. Focus on your strengths. You've been given gifts and abilities and strengths for a reason. Why does this all tie into what I just said about living in a way that you don't care about what others think? Because when you start to live in the vein, when you start to live in the stream that you say, you know what, I'm going to live in such a way that when someone thinks about me or they respond to me and they're negative, it's just going to bounce off. I'm not going to listen to it. I will not listen to that nonsense. I will not allow that to control me anymore. I won't even contemplate it because I know who I am and I know I have a specific purpose in this life. Another thing that happens when you start to live in a way that you don't care about what others think, again, not, not caring about others, but what others think, okay, is you really start to move and you live in your purpose, because when you do that, you become actually free. Have you ever walked around in life and you were in a place where you thought, you know, I'd love to go do this, I'd re- I'd love to go do that, but oh man, what, what will they think of me when I if I do that? Remember when we were all back in high school and you know, you you would you would go do something and you were always concerned or worried about what your friends are gonna think about you. And if you took any kind of advice from someone that was older than you during that season, they always would tell you, or at least they told me, hey. Don't worry about it. I mean, the kids that you meet in high school are probably not going to be kids that you hang out with and are friends for the rest of your life. And of course, at that time, high school's your world. Oh, no, what are you talking about? No, no, these, I mean, we're buds. We're going to be hanging forever. You know how many kids I currently hang out with currently from high school? Zero. Now, that doesn't mean that they're bad people. We have communication, we have interaction on Facebook, and they're still friends. And I have a lot of good friends from high school that were friends, but we don't interact each and every day. So the point is liberate yourself from the nonsense or those that want to always hold you back because they're fearful of going out and stepping out and achieving their dreams themselves. So if they don't want to take the step, they sure don't want you to take the step because as the old song tells us, misery loves company. So I want to challenge you to live This week, and this is my challenge in the initial segment here, is to live this week in a way that you don't care about what other people, and let me really clarify that, what other negative people think about you. Make sure you're willing to take advice. Make sure you're willing to step back. Make sure you're willing to continue to learn. You've never arrived. We will not arrive in this lifetime. It's always learning and getting better if we really care, but Allowing those negative arrows from people that are really not interested in giving us constructive criticism, negative people that just want to tear us down, not allowing those arrows to control your life anymore is what will liberate you and push you towards your purpose and goal. Now, one of the things I do want to uh, park on, because this is so crucial, is as we live life and as we go along the way, continual adjustments are needed. Because as we grow, you learn more things, you have more responsibility a lot of times, you're in a place where you you have more influence than you did in the past, and if you have the desire to really add value, you should have the desire to want to continue to improve. And that means you need to have people in your corner that care about you and that love you and that you know are in a place where they are going to not be yes men and yes women. I don't want yes men and yes women. I don't want somebody that says, hey, we just did an interview or we just did a, you know, a segment on TV somewhere. We just, you know, something happened and and, and we were able to help a great client, great company, you know, help someone with their wealth, whatever. And someone say, wow, man, you did just such a great job. Everything and everything is good. You ever run into people like that where all they want to do is say, oh, this was good. This is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. But it's false praise. Now, I'm not saying don't give praise. What I am saying is don't give false praise. For example, our our children, we have four of them. I love all of them. But sometimes they do some things, uh, like JL, my daughter, she is a great artist. She's a designer. She's going to be. And she has that gift even more than some of our other children. So maybe sometimes some of our other kids, they might do something and draw something. You're like, wow, you know, that's really cool. But I'm not going to be like, oh, that's the best piece of artwork, honey, in the world. I've never seen anything better than that. You ever seen parents that do that? And I believe what they're doing is they're setting their children up for failure. Now, you can be positive and encourage them. You don't want to say that's the worst looking piece of garbage I've ever seen. (laughs) Obviously, you don't want to do that. But what you can do is you can be a good finder. You can look for the good in that process. You can say, you know what? Wow, I really like how you used a, a variety of different colors in this drawing. So you're still encouraging but you're not giving false praise. So I challenge you to live in a way that you interact with people that are encouragers, but not false praisers. Very, very important. That will help you to live in a way where you're living with purpose, living on purpose, and living in a place where you are not worried about the negative arrows that come at you in life. Hope that encouraged you. And by the way, reach out to us, michaelwalshow.com. We'd love your thoughts and feedback and how you've been applying some of this motivation and positive feedback. Uh, again, go to Facebook, great way to do that. Just search Michael Walshow and tell us, hey, you know, I listened to show number whatever and I remember you talking about X and I applied it this way. I want to hear what you're saying. I want to hear what you're doing. I want to know how it's, it's working in your life so we can continue to add value and continue to bring things to the table that are going to help you get to where you want to go. You're going to not want to miss the, the next couple segments and really the rest of the show, but next two segments specifically, we're dialing into folks. If you're out there, you own a business and you have a question about succession planning, about sales training, about how to get your teams in order. We're having a conversation with Nathan Lehman. Nathan and I have a company called Wall Lehman. And we've done some consulting and coaching over the years, and we want to talk about how do you do the things you need to do to maximize your business and maximize your life. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Hey, folks, Michael Wall here. Boy, you know, there's been a lot of disasters that have been happening in our world over the last several months, and we want to be part of the solution of actually adding value and helping improve and rebuild communities. So we've created a campaign called 3 for 30, and I want to challenge you to participate in it. Here's what it looks like. For every family that contacts our firm, And says, we want a second opinion on our wealth. How can we help protect, grow, and reduce taxes on what we're doing? You might be working with someone in current, but you want to get a second opinion, get a second set of eyes. Every family that contacts us and we end up helping them, helping you maximize what you're doing with your wealth and you become a client of our firm in the next three months, we're going to give 30% of any additional revenue for new families that we're helping to disaster relief. So it gives you the ability to maximize your wealth, minimize your taxes, reduce your risk, and at the same time, help disaster relief in our world. I believe it's important to get involved in being part of the solution for the problems that we face in our culture. To take part of that, give us a ring at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, or go to leanonthewall.com and request your private
2: wealth review. Helping families grow and protect their wealth. This is The Michael Wall Show.
1: Welcome back in, folks, to The Michael Wall Show. Having a great show so far. And if you've uh, missed the first part of the show, the first motivational segment, boy, what a great segment that we had there. And you want to make sure you check it out. Go to the Show.com Again, Michael Wall. Show.com each and every time you want to go there because there's new shows each and every week where we're covering topics, interviewing different guests, and uh, just kind of revisiting me and some good conversations we've had in the past. It's amazing to me. You know, we have listenership now in over 104 countries. Most of the people are subscribing. Some people are listening on radio, but most folks are listening on their phones. It's amazing how smart technology has changed our world. So if you're listening via radio, you weren't able to catch the whole show. I'm going to challenge you to go to michaelwalshow.com and subscribe to the show, whether you have uh, Apple product or if you're like me and you're, you know, in the kind of the other club and you have a Samsung, <laughs> there's there's opportunities for you as well. So we wanted to have join with us or have joined with me, I should say, a special guest and a good friend. He's actually my brother-in-law, just a full disclosure, and... Nathan Lehman is his name. Nathan and I actually have a consulting company as well. A lot of you may or may not have known that. Most of you know me from whether it be on CNBC, Fox Business, Bloomberg, obviously Wall Private Wealth is the company. We've written a couple books, been very blessed to share thought and add value to listenership and and actually real world tangible portfolios that we've helped families manage for over 16 years now. But we do a lot of motivational speaking. We do a lot of sales training. We also do a lot of coaching. And that's kind of morphed into the idea of a consulting company. Nathan, my brother-in-law, has been kind of a high flyer with the Kohler Company, a large family brand for years and years and years, and a director of a lot of high-level stuff there, direct access to many things, creating a lot of platforms where he was basically teaching people how to find the right talent and and really do succession planning and to do a variety of different things. So over the years of conversation, we've just talked and I said, you know, we really need to put this together because there's a big need out there that I think we can be filling, and hence Wall Lehman came about. So Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here, Mike. I appreciate it. And I know you're down here enjoying some time, doing some consulting work as we speak for Christ Fellowship. Correct. Obviously, great church. You know, Todd and Tom have become really good friends over the years and just excited to be plugged in with what they're doing and just how we're impacting not only the, the area, but the world in a lot of ways. So... We wanted to take a minute and talk to you about two things, two topics. In the next two segments, we're going to talk about two topics. So very specific, we're going to dial it in. The first topic we're going to discuss is succession planning. Right. And this is a huge key because there's a lot of companies, if you're listening to this and you say succession planning, what does that mean? Chances are you you really need to listen to this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Correct. It's huge. It's a big need.
1: And what would you say uh, for companies that are out there and you know primarily we're in a, we're in a space listen we're not everything to every every company every person most of the companies we're working with just to kind of give you a parameter typically have a gross annual revenue of about 50 million and under. Seems to kind of be our sweet spot in a lot of ways. So, Nathan, let me ask you this from, from your perspective. You know, your time at a big company, multi billion dollar corporation, traveling the world, looking and working with divisions all over the world right. and, and leaders of those divisions. Why is
3: this such a big deal and big topic today, succession planning, and why is it being missed? Well, you know, it's a huge topic for a lot of reasons right now, Mike. You think about the shifted demographics that's occurring across the country and really the world. We're not the only part of the world that is dealing with retiring baby boomers. Mm, yeah. People who own businesses, who have built those businesses over a long period of time, and now they're thinking about retiring, getting out of the business, but they're wondering, well, what do I do with this business now? Mm-hmm. So it's not just the $6 billion multinational or global organization that, that's thinking about succession planning. It's the everyday ma and pa shop. It's the business that's been built over a long period of time, a lot of pride, a lot of work that's gone into that. And they're thinking about how do I sustain this? What's next? Maybe my kids are going to take it. Maybe my kids aren't going to take it, but I don't want it to die. I've invested a lot of time. So Succession planning, a timely topic right now.
1: Yeah, and it's something where, you know, as a business owner myself, we've had several different companies and just been involved with, quite honestly, you know, Nathan, working with a lot of people. I mean, most of the folks that come in, right, and they want a second opinion on the wealth side. Right. A lot of times, something's happened where it's a life change, right, in their life. Maybe they've, they've sold a company. Or they're going through that process. How can I save as much money in taxes in, in that process as possible? What do I do with the assets that I'm going to achieve and, and, and basically retain from the sale of a company? How do I invest it in a portfolio? How do I protect it, grow it, reduce taxes on it? But a lot of the conversation with a lot of these people as well is they're often not done. Right. You know, what do you do with your time now? I remember right. what Howard, Howard Hendricks used to say is there's too many people at the peak of their life with all of the knowledge that they have sliding for home. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's so it's, strong. Yeah, so it's the idea of how do you take all of the knowledge that you've obtained and apply it well? So succession planning isn't necessarily just about you stepping out of your company Which is very, very important. You need to dial that in, obviously, before you step out of your company, and this can be a challenge. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit later. We're going to talk a little bit later next segment about sales uh, training and why that's so important. You know, I sold books door to door in the summertime. Is kind of where I got my start back in my college days. Very, very important to grow the business. But when you're in a place of success, you're saying, okay. Sometimes you're running 150 miles an hour in your business because of all the thing that the world brings us today with all the social media and all the outlets and all the connections that you often don't take the time to, to focus on this. And we've Mm -hmm. seen that from time to time, Nathan, why do you think uh, we see this so often where folks have just not taken the time to really, I mean, it's like, it's like thinking about death and taxes, right?
3: Right. I just don't want to, to I don't want to think about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I think it has to do with, they just don't know where to start. Mm. You know, if you don't have a ready successor or a, child or someone that's going to take over your business, you, where do you look and who do you trust? I Mm -hmm. mean, you've built this business over a long period of time and now you're thinking about turning the keys over to somebody else. Yeah. And let me ask
1: you real quick on that point, because you know, we, you, you hear a lot, the idea and people know, and we've seen it, where companies, a lot of times, will fail second, third generation in. Right. And I think some of the reason is, is because they want to do succession planning out of love of their heart. They've, they've realized, they've figured out a way to make money. they figured out a way to steward well, and they're in a place where, you know, it's natural to say, I'd love for my kids to come be a part of what I've built. Right. Right? Right. But sometimes the, your child may not have the right skill set. Mm-hmm. To do what you're doing, which can frustrate relationships, which can which can cause a business to fail. So let's talk a little bit about that for those that have children, yeah. and, and this is often the case. Mm-hmm. And they want their kids to step into the company, but maybe the child or children don't necessarily have the skill set. How important it is to do the succession planning and bring the right people in those kids' corners right. to help them you know push the business where they need to go and 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 also still allow the child to
3: be involved what's right, that look like right so if they're that's a great point mike so if they are not the right person from the full package the personality the perspective the work ethic whatever you know they may not have exactly what's needed to sustain the performance of the organization going forward you do have to surround them with the right people but i want to step back and say that also requires knowing what the right characteristics and personality and competence are needed to run the business so you have to have that knowledge you have to really think intentionally about what is it that i need to have in the person who is going to run this business so that you can identify that either in a family successor or in the right people around that family successor yeah or a somebody else completely um new and different so let's talk about some solutions because at the end of the day you know conversation is great
1: Thinking about this, you know, somebody, somebody that's heard this and, and they're listening to this segment, they know if they're in a place where, you know, they're, by the way, if you don't know, here's how you do know. You're, you're in a spot where you have five, maybe 10 years and you're going to be out. Correct. If you're, if you're in a spot where you're two to three years, it's still not too late. No. It's never too late to create a good plan. So keep that in mind. Let me say it again. It's never too late to create a good plan. So what do you do now? It's like okay, we're in a place where we know that we need to get some planning in. You know, Nathan, we've talked about we talked about this on the ride over. Uh, you know, kind of off air, we talked about how a lot of times in life we know what we need to do. You know, we know we need to eat healthy, we know we need to work out, we know, but oftentimes we don't do it on all on our own. We need help. Correct. Right. Um, same way with sport. I mean, any professional athlete that's performing at a peak level oftentimes has multiple coaches because that coach can see something in them that they cannot see in themselves. Correct. Correct. So I guess the question is, we just have about another minute or two to close this segment down. What's the solution? Where do people, okay, I know I got a problem. How do people fix that when it comes to succession planning?
3: Yeah. So I think you do need to identify somebody to help you with this process. It's not something that comes naturally to many people. There are some great tools and resources around developing role and job profiles that really help you zero in on the key characteristics, competencies, traits necessary to be successful. Um, And you need somebody to walk you through that. And don't just assume that that's an easy process. If it were easy, everybody would be doing it. So get somebody that can help. That's why we're uh, in business, Mm -hmm. wall Lehman Consulting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's part of what we try to do. There's some expertise we can provide. But you don't want somebody that's just telling you what you want to hear. You Mm -hmm. want somebody that's challenging some of your assumptions, asking you really good questions. Yeah. Making sure that you're not just cruising through this process, that you're really focused on being intentional and taking the time to do it. Because I'll tell you this, Mike, there are no shortcuts to succession planning. Yeah. There's no system that will do it for you. There's no quick hit or checklist that you can work through. if you want it to be successful correct you got to take the time to do it there are tools that can help but it's not easy
1: well and it's like at the end of the day if you if you have a if you have a great company okay i mean i could be in a place where you know let's just say it this way let's say you got a hundred million dollar estate all Mm. right and i want to do some estate planning on my estate well there's a lot of attorneys out there mm-hmm One in particular, you know, there's attorneys that actually specialize in bankruptcy. Well, you know, they're attorneys. They have all the the details needed to help me plan the legacy of that $100 million estate but is that really the eternity that I want to get? So right. keep right. in mind, folks, that when you're looking at this, cheap things are seldom good and good things are seldom cheap. And if you've worked all of your life and all of your time to build what you have, you want to make sure you're implementing the right things. So take the time, step back, get the right coaching. I know there's some resource that we have, uh, Nathan, that we can offer and provide, not just on the on the, on the work side as far as contracting together, but also just some few resources. The one I want to share with you, there's, there's a five keys uh, to success. When you look at succession planning that we can provide to you and uh, all you need to do is go ahead and go to michaelwallshow.com Again, michaelwalshow.com and just scroll just a bit. You'll see on the bottom, it'll say request review. Click on that, send an email to the show and uh, we'll make sure we get you that. Again, the five keys uh, to look for. You can also find that on the michaelwalshow.com Facebook page. We'll be posting that there. But we want to provide resource for you so you can make good decisions. And next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Uh, Sales training. Right. Because every single part of business, every single part of your company, every part is cost, except for sales. Sales is the only thing that generates revenue. Correct? How do you increase it? We're going to talk about that next on The Michael Wall Show. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Boy, you know, there's been a lot of disasters that have been happening in our world over the last several months and we want to be part of the solution of actually adding value and helping improve and rebuild communities. So we've created a campaign called 3 for 30 and I want to challenge you to participate in it. Here's what it looks like. For every family that contacts our firm and says we want a second opinion on our wealth, how can we help protect, grow and reduce taxes on what we're doing? You might be working with someone in current But you want to get a second opinion, get a second set of eyes. Every family that contacts us, and we end up helping them, helping you maximize what you're doing with your wealth, and you become a client of our firm, in the next three months, we're going to give 30% of any additional revenue for new families that we're helping to disaster relief. So it gives you the ability to maximize your wealth, minimize your taxes, reduce your risk, and at the same time, help disaster relief in our world. I believe it's important to get involved in being part of the solution for the problems that we face in our culture. To take part of that, give us a ring at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, or go to leanonthewall.com and request your
2: private wealth review. Thanks for joining us for The Michael Wall Show. Now, back to the show. Oh, be good be good
1: be good Welcome back into the Michael Wall Show. Thanks again for tuning in and joining us this segment. We are joined live in studio again with none other than the infamous Mr. Nathan Lehman. He's, uh, I got to say that because he's my brother-in-law. That's so, right. I mean, it's just, you know, you got to, uh, Christmas is on its way. I got to prepare for the presents. You know, I mean, does come on, Nate. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I i, uh, I don't want the back scratcher this year. You okay. know, that's all That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's. Well, we won't do it three, three years in a row. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've struggled. You know, we have a little pick and pull uh, football that I've struggled a little bit with because I don't. Pick him. Yeah, he forgets. Too often. I forget to pick. You know, I got, I got four little kids. So I'm doing my thing. But we wanted to continue the conversation. And by the way, if you missed last segment, go to michaelwallshow.com. Again, Wallshow.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. And by the way, we would love your feedback. I am able to share thought and insight. And obviously, most of the time, we're talking about financial things or things related to business or health. We got great guests on. Last weekend, we had Paul and uh, Kathy Leone, which is Paul's the CEO and uh of the breakers great 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 resort here in uh, palm beach area and uh but we we love your feedback so go to facebook like the page michael wall show and give us your comments give us your feedback let us know what you're thinking what you want to hear if there's anything you want to hear on the show anything you want us to talk about and we'll do our best to cover that but this segment you know we've been talking a little bit about the need and most of you know again that we've been in the, uh, the wealth field for for many many years and you, but you may not know that we also have a consulting business. Nathan's done a great job. He worked with. Uh, he was a director of leadership and, and things like that. In a lot of ways, creating a lot of content for Kohler, huge company. Most of you are familiar with that brand. Kohler in, in Wisconsin and global company. Uh, And we just continue to see the need for really reaching out and providing content and solutions for companies that want to do things well. So last segment, we talked about the idea of succession planning and how do you do that well? What are some steps to take? How do you win at that? This is a big, big problem as we have a lot of baby boomers that are in a place now. You might be listening to this and you are one of those people. You're a boomer or you're someone that's you know, five to eight years or three years from selling your business or walking away. Maybe you're younger and you just want to sell your business in general and that's okay too. How do you create the succession planning that's appropriate? Whether you sell or whether you transition over to either a child or someone else. We talked about that very, very important and ways to get the tools that you can apply to do that. But we wanted to take some time this segment and talk about sales training. Because this is a big part of uh,
3: any business, right? Right? It's the only place of revenue, right, Nathan? You got to bring in the revenue, right? You got to have the right people doing that work. So
1: tell us a little bit of what you've seen as to why,
3: you know, some fails in this. Companies that haven't had a successful sales department. Yeah, you know, they're they're not dedicating the time. They're not focused on it. They don't understand their approach to sales and they're not consistent, you know? So you... You really need to have understanding for how you approach sales, what your target market is, who you're trying to get, and make sure your people have a consistent uh, process to follow and a consistent way to develop those skills. Yeah. And I think one of
1: the things, Nathan, that I've kind of worked on, continue to see over the years, I guess, but what we have learned how to do well over the years is solve problems. And one of the things that really aided in that process is when I was in college, this is a long time ago, I'm dating myself now, but back in the mid 90s, you know, when I was in school, I went to Liberty. I, I actually ended up selling books door to door. I know we talk about that yep. a lot. Yep. And how that was really something that trained me, you know, knocking door to door 80 hours a week, standing literally at the door Say, I remember the very first door I went to, I was standing there, I knocked on a door and, you know, you're supposed to say, I may or may not be at the right house, but am I at the so-and-so's residence? And you knew that because you saw their name in the mailbox, <laughs> right? right? So North Carolina is where I was. And I'm standing there at that door, and she uh, I remember this lady, she was like 5'3", coming to the door, and I'm standing there. I am nervous as all get out, memorized all my scripts, all this stuff, and I just say... I may be at the wrong place. (laughs) I mean, I totally blew it. Nailed it. Nailed it, baby. So, you know, I was 18 years old, you know, my first, you know, at home, whatever. But I learned a lot from that process and failing is a big part of it. But when you have a company that's running, and again, let's preface this. Most of the companies that we do consulting, sales training, assisting with coaching wise in general, succession planning, it's typically a company that's going to be fifty million and under. So it's a company that's, you know, could be a mom and pop all the way to fifty million dollars. And right. sales training, in my opinion, is so important because it's about positioning. So the question is, what are you doing right now to help your people position your product? You know, I, I think a lot of times uh, you see companies spend a lot of time on brand. I remember Steve Jobs talking about back when Apple was kind of in their you know, interim, and they were really kind of trying to regain their steam. You know, uh, Microsoft had really taken the reins in a lot of ways, and Jobs went through his process, and now he came back in. It was time for Apple to come back and shine again. And one of the things that he said, Nate, is that there is so much noise out mm. there today. In our world today, there's so much noise. From Twitter, now, I mean, obviously there's more even than then. Now we have Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got Snapchat, we have You know, all kinds of new things coming out all the time. LinkedIn commercials, billboards. I mean, there's just banner ads coming across your phone when you're trying all the time. Right. So there is so much noise, he said, and this was even back then. He said, there's so much noise that we have a very, very, very small window in a way to connect with people. And that message that we must communicate with people must be simple. Correct. And he referenced Nike and talking about how Nike was in a place where a lot of times when you saw Nike ads initially, you didn't, all they did is made shoes but they figured out how to communicate from the heartstrings of people. right? And so one of the questions that we have for you, and this is a process that we'll often go through with companies and help kind of train them, not only motivationally to get the staff on point and get everybody excited about what they're doing, but also uh, helping people be in a place where they can have real tangibles of how do you actually improve your language and conversation. And I think one of the conversations that need to be had, Nathan, is of reevaluating in your business what your positioning and language of the people that are in the sales department look like, right? Right, absolutely. And has
3: that stayed consistent with who you are? Correct. Or has it changed as you've evolved? And are they all kind of following a similar pattern? Yeah. Or are they doing their own thing? You know, so keeping it simple, keeping it consistent, huge for sales. Mm-hmm. It keeps the, uh, the team focused on the right thing and it keeps your customers hearing the right message. Yeah. And they can remember it to your point.
1: Well, and that's another question there as you're listening to this. What is your message? Right. What does it look like? And do your people know exactly what the message is? Because if you go up to one of your sales folks and you say, okay, what is our, what is our motto? What is our message? What do we do? And if they can't answer that question mm-hmm. in 30 or 40 seconds or less, probably 15 seconds or less, and it's real clear, then, then, then you got you get a problem. Because they can't clearly communicate in several seconds what you do. right? You know, and, and, and qu- kind of a simple point, just to kind of give you a reference here, what I'm talking about. You know, as, as many of you may or may not know, we have a couple of different companies and Wall Private Wealth is one of them where we manage wealth. We have three divisions, everyday client, which is a million and above private wealth is 25 million and then a pro athlete division. And, you know, Nathan, you and I have gone over the years, conversations, what does this look like with this company, that company, tax company, different things. We've kind of all boiled it down to a lean on the wall company. And here's this, what this division, this division, this division is. But I'm using wall private wealth as an example, because I'm looking at one of our water bottles and one of the things we've dialed it down to. So that way it's very, very direct in communication. And this is important. This might even require potentially a name change hmm. because it was wall financial group, right? which was great for a long time. But the problem is, is it's just too vague. What does Wall Financial Group do? Well, they could offer loans. They could do this. They could do that. Doesn't really specifically talk about managing wealth. So now P- Wall Private Wealth is specific. And I share this because of the process that we've gone through ourselves personally and how we take other comp- companies and, and folks through this. But now our tag is this. What do you do? We help families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. Right. Simple. Simple. If you don't know what we do at the end of that, how we do, it's irrelevant at this stage in the game. But what do you do? So as you think of your company and you think of your business and you think of your sales team, is it that simple for you? What do you do? And if you haven't had any time where you've actually sat down and gone through that process of organically just creating that simplification, I can guarantee you missing out on a lot of sales. Just think of what another five to a 10% increase in sales revenue per year would do to your total bottom line. You know, I heard it said before, you got a problem in your business, go sell some more stuff. You'll Hmm. solve any problem you have. Hmm. Because revenue is what can solve problems. By the way, the reason revenue is important as well is because this is what changes the world. We get to steward well. We get to be good givers. We get to be involved in solutions and problems or be the solution to problems. Nathan, I'm going to ask your thought is how many companies uh, that you've seen over the years, you know, you've traveled with Kohler in a lot of ways and you've worked with other large companies as well you can kind of get lost in the mix a little bit. Even mm. smaller businesses, right? Because they're in a place where they're they're kind of, you got people that are wearing multiple hats mm. mm-hmm. and it can be challenging to really dial in what you do specifically. How has this over your tenure in time of working and connecting and consulting with companies really become a problem? Is not having a very specific,
3: clear sales process? Well, I think it's becoming more and more of a problem because of the things you mentioned earlier. Just the number of things coming at us. We're carrying around these little black or white or silver or gold little things in our hands all the time looking at facebook linkedin twitter other things coming in news you know you're getting text messages all the time we are not designed to be able to absorb that kind of input yeah as people and so if your people your sales team is not focused or unsure that is a problem and i would argue mike it is the problem of the leadership of the company yeah Yeah, they've got to figure some things out as a sales team, but it is your problem and you need to address it and you need to bring clarity and consistency. Well,
1: you know, the other thing that I see, and you talked about noise, and this is what's interesting. You know, there's a lot of great people out there sharing a lot of good information, but a lot of times people will go and even companies will send their staff, sales staff in in general to an event. And a lot of times that event is a rah rah, get excited, sure. get motivated, do this, do that, which is great. There's a lot of great people out there doing that. There's, I'm all about motivation. I grew right. up. I'm a you know part of my breakfast every morning was uh, a cup of coffee and Zig Ziglar. Right. <laughs> so I get motivation, but the problem is, is there's little application. Hmm. So there's a lot of folks going out there and sitting under training, sitting under this rah-rah motivation, but then they don't know how to tangibly tailor it to their own business, and they don't know how to apply it. There's a small select few that can take that information and tailor it to what they're doing. Right. The majority don't know how to do that, nor do they have the time. Mm because they go to these events for two or three days, they get all excited, the company feels good because they get excited and there's going to be just some natural sales that come from that because they're just excited in general. Right. But the problem is is there's no sustaining power. So it's a rinse and repeat process. Well, we got to do go do another motivational event this quarter and that quarter. Mm-hmm. Motivation is great, but procedure and application is even better. So what we found a way to do is really combine these things so you can be motivated. Your team can be motivated. We come in and encourage and motivate what you're doing, but then we give you application that actually can change what you're doing to really maximize and
3: explode your sales process. That's right. It's totally necessary. And one thing I'll also add to all of this, Mike, is the personality and profile of the individual on the sales team. There are people who are sellers, Mm. right? Do you have people on your team who are hardwired to go knock on doors like you did back in the day And hear no and get up and do it again and do it again and do it again who are motivated by the sale. There's a personality you need. And if your team isn't wired that way, you need to think about what you need to do to address that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think most businesses I know that we've
1: worked with and ours in in general, you know, a lot of people think of sales as just somebody selling you something you don't need. And that's really not what sales is. I mean, sales is the idea of uncovering problems that already exist, helping you see the problems. And it just so happens that you feel very, very confident and strong in your product, and then you meet that need. So that is really the definition of sales. If you're in a place where you have kind of lost your way there, or you're saying, man, I just, we need to dial that in a little bit more. Yeah, we've just, we, we've kind of let that go. I wasn't sure what to do. We've just sent people to conferences. Reach out to us, michaelwallshow.com. Scroll down again, click on the link, and we'll be sure and get you some information on that. We have a, um, some keys to really exploding your sales force. We can send you some information on that. Obviously, we can be, Wall Lehman, that company, we can come in and evaluate what you're doing and how we might be able to help you maximize and increase sales, you know, X amount percent and really, work on improving your overall process if that's needed as well. But just simply take the time, take the effort, and look for ways to improve yourself. Remember, everything in life is sales. Everything. Mm-hmm. When you talk to someone else, you're either selling them on why they should believe you or they're selling you on why they sh- you should believe them. You talk to your children. You talk to your spouse. You talk to your employees. Everything is sales. But telling is not selling. Mm-hmm. You always ask your way into a decision, helping someone make them way into the decision. The old Socratic method of leading people to a decision, we talked about that before. Very, very important. So that's the end of this segment. But hey, stay with us. We'll be back with more great information right after this. Hey, folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities, and it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time.
2: Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. Now, back to the show. and welcome back to the michael wall show online michael wall all right michael she's out there again it's Susie orman telling us how it's going to go and this time she says in money magazine You should retire at age 70, and she says not one year sooner. That's what she said. She says that it's a whole lot easier to fund a 15-year retirement than it is a 20 or a 30 year retirement and that i can kind of agree with but when somebody walks into your office michael and they're 55 years old and you say you need to work till you're 70 because that's what Susie orman says i don't like that conversation
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i gotta be honest with you randy you know uh so Susie's out there saying what you just said there let's you should retire at 70 Um, you know, listen, Susie Orman, she does her thing. She's got her audience and that's fine. A lot of people love her. A lot of people don't like her. Um, you know, take, take it, you know, take what you will. Here's what I can tell you. You know, one of the good things about Susie is she talks about the idea of planning. Okay. So I think if you, if you ask me anything about these people, you know, you got the Dave Ramsey's out there. Uh, he does a lot of good in talking about get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. That's a good thing. He needs to stay in his lane, talking about stay out of debt, not move into other lanes, because his focus is helping families get out of debt. Susie, one of the things that I see with Susie, do I agree with everything that Susie Orman says? No. Uh, d- does Susie Orman oftentimes do different investment strategies than she actually recommends uh, to clients? Uh, sometimes, Yes. Uh, But the biggest thing that I see with her is she's helping people think about things and actually say, okay, well, what should I do here? Now, do I agree with the fact that she says, hey, you should wait and retire at 70 because it's easier to create a plan for 15 years of retirement than it is for 30? Do I agree with that? The answer is no. Now, if you want to continue to work until you're 70 then that's your choice. That's your prerogative. You know, we have a family that we work with uh, actually in the, uh, uh, right outside of D.C., and one of the things we had the conversation, she's always saying, hey, I'm going to retire, I'm going to retire, I'm going to retire, and I always tell them, hey, listen, I, you've told me that like three or four times now. You get different jobs, you're doing consulting. You're not going to retire. You love to work. Some people just flat out love to work because that's where they find their purpose. You know, we talked about the beginning of the show, what is your purpose in life? Sometimes that comes through the conduit of what you're doing work- is it healthy to retire? Not always. Sometimes when you retire, you're in a place where, you know, you pass away early because you, you've lost your purpose and vision for your life and, you know, and, and all of these things. So, but the idea of somebody actually telling you, like Susie's saying, we're gonna, I'm going to tell you, you should actually continue to work until you're 70, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I want to be the kind of guy that says, listen, you live out your purpose. You live out your passion. You do what you're called to do. And if you want to retire at 55, fine, retire 55. Now, if you're retiring at 55 and you got 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million plus, whatever, uh, then, you know, you can probably retire and live life and do your thing. If you're retiring at 55 and you got four or $500,000 and you're going to struggle, you're not going to live, depending on what your lifestyle looks like, you're not going to live the kind of retirement you want to live. So I think you've got to ask yourself the question, Randy, when you retire, when you want to retire, what kind of life do I want to live? Number one. What kind of lifestyle do I want to have, number two? And number three, what am I going to do with my time so I can continue to add more value? A lot of people are in a place where they have worked all these years. They've accumulated all this knowledge in a particular industry. And so now just to kind of throw it away doesn't make sense. They can actually, you know, reach back into the confines of the newer workers coming up and and actually add a lot of value Uh, maybe to younger companies or different things like that and do it from a perspective of consulting and now they have freedom. So maybe they're not working 40 hours a week or 50 hours a week or 60 hours a week, but they're actually working when they want and they're consulting and oftentimes when you consult, you can command a higher fee. So that's one of the processes when, when, when families come in and we sit down with them, you know, we're kind of the quarterback for the families we work with and helping them through the process of, okay, what should we do with our life? Where should we invest? How should we create a portfolio that's going to help us protect, grow, and reduce taxes on our wealth in any economy while, you know, making sure we participate in looking at estate planning, legacy planning, charity planning, all of these different things. But now that we're retired, we've sold a business, uh, we, we've retired from a company, you know whatever that may be. Maybe we've inherited a bunch of money and we're, we're now uh, overseeing this trust, whatever that may be, or we've retired from a sport. It, now what? Because I think it's not necessarily just retirement and how much money do we have to live or the way we want to live, although that needs to be evaluated. We also have to evaluate, I think, what are we going to do with our
2: time? And that's a really, really important question that a lot of people are just not talking about. You know, Michael, you bring up a great point, and that is that when you retire, you step away from a career. But you know what? What is your job now? Your job, whether you like it or not, whether you're getting help before it or not, Your job is to manage that money that you've made your whole life. That's your job now. Now, I'm not saying that you should sit in front of a desk with four screens looking at ups and downs and charts and mutual funds and, and stocks and bonds and all the things that we talk about on this show. But your job is to put somebody in place so that that money is managed. But that really does become your job in your retirement is making that money do what you want it to do.
1: Well, that's why, Randy, you know, I talk a lot about the idea of uh, people, families, et cetera, are their own CEO. You are the CEO of your company. Whatever your investments are, whatever they, you know, whatever the value is, whatever the portfolio is, you're the CEO of that company. And you need to have the right people in your corner to help you with that. And I think, I think, again, I think, you know, putting together a plan matters. It's important. It's necessary to be a good steward of what we've been blessed with. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't die. Your heart, your soul doesn't die at retirement or it shouldn't. You know, really it should become more, it should come more alive saying, now I'm really going to make sure I spend the time seeking out what I'm passionate about. And Randy, what's interesting is, is when we sit down with families you know, to kind of give them a second opinion on their wealth, what tends to come out? Because creating a plan is, is really pretty simple. I mean, it takes a lot of questions, a lot of time. There's a lot of input. We certainly care about what we're doing and we bring strategies to the table. A lot of times uh, that people haven't heard of, we utilize and we have a relationship with Clarify, we solicit with and through them. And, and, and there's a lot of investment structures that we bring into the table through them that, you know, that constitutes a well-rounded but yet focused plan But a lot of the conversation is about my life. What do I do now? What do I do with my time? You know, do we just go out every day and play golf or take the boat out or, you know, uh, go have, uh, you know, drinks in the yacht and just hang out? And is that all we do? Or do we really focus on what should we do now? Maybe giving back to the grandkids, taking the grandkids out on camping trips and, you know, teaching and instilling into the grandkids. You know, a lot of people today talking about all this younger generation and they whatever. Well, listen, if you don't like the younger generation. (laughs) then be a part of the solution to the younger generation. Get involved in their life. You know, and that's the thing, Randy. Most people have spent most of their time working in business and doing things, and they haven't been home for their family. They haven't been home for their grandkids. And yet they complain about the younger generation. So let's use this time to actually instill and and encourage, and don't go in judgmental, go in and say, hey, listen, I just want to hang with you and spend time. And over the time of hanging and spending time, you earned the right for them to listen to what you're saying. I didn't mean to get into that, but it's just that for some reason hit me, Randy, and I wanted to share that because I know we're coming close to the end of the show this week. Well, hey folks, I want to thank you again for tuning in uh, to the show. If you missed the first parts of the show where we talked about living on purpose or the interview with a variety of other things, go to michaelwalshow.com and click to subscribe. Make sure you can get the show each and every week. But I uh, hope you got some value, a lot of great information. Listen to it, dial in, listen on your way to work, listen on your way home, and uh, really be in a place that you internalize. Reach out to us on the show, though. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. Again, michaelwallshow.com. Here is the challenge, as we do each and every week. Here is to living with purpose and living on purpose.
0: We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your own personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at Wall Private Wealth, head to michaelwallshow.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than what originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group Inc.